This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. I'm Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. Uh, if, you're like, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please don't have, hesitate to give us a call at a 586-752-7008 or visit us online at our website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Now, here, as depicted in popular culture and uh, advertising, looking ahead to retirement is a time of great excitement and optimism. Um, after all, if you're in your mid-60s, you've likely been working for more than 30 or 40 years. So retirement means you can spend your time doing the things you've always wanted to do. And while that depiction of retirement is in many ways true, it's also true that those final years and months before retirement can be a source of anxiety for many people. But before we get into common retirement fears and what you can do to combat them, let me introduce my co-host, Tony. How are you today, Tony? I am doing great, Albert. Great to be here. And I'm excited about our topic today. You know, uh, I'm not exactly there yet, but I'm getting closer every day <laughs> to <Nice>. needing to <laughs> think about retirement. And uh, we all should be thinking about it and have a plan in place uh, to get it out of the way to uh, relieve that burden so we don't have to worry about it anymore. And uh, that's where you come in. But yeah, I've, I've had a great week. I've been really busy. How about you, Albert? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been... Trying to stay warm. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we were pretty cold here over the week. Uh, yeah, the polar vortex. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so I was fortunate really to fly out for the weekend to uh, Florida just for oh. a day and a half. Oh, yeah. now you're just trying to make me upset with you. I know. But I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm here in Minnesota. You know, our high today is going to be one. Ooh. That's the high one. Yes, that's <laughs> we're we're close to you guys. Not as low as that, but uh, we're in the low teens there. So uh, I don't I don't, I I feel for you guys. Believe yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I think we're gonna hit 14 below tonight, and that's actual temp. Wind chill will be colder than 30 below. And at that point, Albert, you don't go out. I mean, you nope. just, you don't do it. They said nope. you could last for five minutes with right. before your skin uh, skin gets burned by the cold. Uh, frostbite. So yeah, that polar vortex. Well, I know you've also been busy. Uh, you've been staying inside, but you've been keeping busy. So that's good. Now, yes, I love our topic for today, how to get over your retirement fears. And you've painted an interesting picture. I mean, after all, nowadays, you can hardly pick up a magazine or watch uh, primetime TV without seeing these ads that depict these retired couples enjoying their time together on a sailboat or riding a tandem bicycle you know, <laughs> right. uh, the white haired individuals or uh, my favorite is the, the just the weird one. There's two bathtubs, antique bathtubs on a yes. beach side by side. And you see the backs of the people's heads and they're reaching across holding hands. I don't know what that's about, uh, but all <laughs> these ads, you see these people living this dream retirement. And clearly uh, what this is saying, these people are living the good life. But 
I think those same ads never tell us how much sweat and hard work and worry goes into reaching that picture perfect retirement, right? Oh, I think you hit on something really important there, Tony. Uh, getting yourself to the retirement you've like always wanted or dreamt about, um, it does take a lot of work. And there are going to be basically moments or doubt and even worries. Um, but here's the thing. Doubt and worry are both perfectly natural. Um, in fact, in November, uh, USA News and World Report article, uh, Common Retirement Financial Fears and How to Overcome Them, has some really interesting observations and advice on this. Uh, basically, the first common financial retirement fear is simply running out of money. That's usually the most common thing I hear. Uh, everyone that comes to see us is, we just want to make sure we saved enough so we don't run out. Now, on the surface, that sounds obvious. And to a degree, it actually is. But it's not easy to determine how much money you're likely to need in retirement with any real certainty. So it's ultimately uh, just an educated guess for most. Now, one good way to address this fear is to work with an experienced financial services professional. Why? Because they'll be able to calmly and confidently address your concerns and questions. A uh, financial service professional may be well positioned to help you add more certainty to determine how much money you'll likely need once you're left, you've left the workplace, basically. So in short, these financial professionals will help show you what your numbers are. And that's the most important part for the first step. Yeah, and I think that's a really good first step. Uh, and certainly, you know, worry is normal. But I've I've also uh, heard that you use Albert. You have a great software that you also use to help your clients and prospects uh, build their financial strategies. Right? Oh my gosh, that's for sure, Tony. Uh, we we use a proprietary software that actually um, is a program that can help you make calculations and also show you exactly how much you need to be saving as you progress towards retirement. These type of software also shows you what inflation would do to your numbers, what uh, uh, certain uh, catastrophe, uh, you know, a certain catastrophic uh, situation um, could do to your cash flow. So basically, the whole idea when you do put numbers together with software is to see where are you going to get your income from and how long will that last based on all the parameters. And that's where software does such an easy job because, you know, obviously if we had to do this longhand, uh, most people won't come in to get a financial plan. Right. Well, and a strategy that's going to fully utilize an experienced financial services professional like yourself, as well as some of the robust software programs you use, that seems like a good start to me. And uh, one of the things that goes hand in hand with saving enough for retirement is making sure that that money can withstand inflation. Isn't that right? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, as prices tick up, which we have been seeing here um, lately with the last couple yep. couple weeks. Uh, in fact, I, Tony, I'm just my sound weird, but like I told you, I just came back from Florida for the weekend. Oh, yeah. It rained. It rained one of the days. So we went bowling to just to pass some time in the afternoon. They had a sign that actually said, due to circumstances, they had to raise all their prices on everything. And wow. so I can see how inflation does uh, put a big effect on people. And that is why you want to consider um, basically seeing what is your money not just last today, but how much purchasing power is going to last later. Uh, when yeah. inflation, you know, if it were to go up rapidly, 
for whatever reason. And right now we can see some reasons why it would go up. Um, It could really imperil your preferred retirement lifestyle. And what I mean by that, you could be living a certain lifestyle thinking you're great. And all of a sudden prices starts rising on you during your retirement. And guess what? Once you start that withdrawal process, how many people want to all of a sudden say, whoa, let's put a break on our life that we love right now because now we're worried that inflation is going to eat up the rest of our savings. Uh, sure. And inflation, they, they call it the silent killer. So mm-hmm. uh, it really is. And that definitely sounds like something you want to consider on your journey to retirement. So what do you have next for us? Well, the number two concern for most folks is high healthcare costs. Um, usually I get folks coming to my office and the number one that's reason why they don't retire under age 65 is usually because of healthcare. They have to wait till they can qualify for Medicare so it's much cheaper for them. Um, I mean, it's no revelation to say that healthcare is expensive. In fact, when I do an inflation uh, rate to it, I usually put that over 4%. That's how fast healthcare costs have been really rising. And to that end, one good option though, to make sure that you're trying to cover for this in retirement uh, is to open a health savings account, uh, which is more commonly referred to as an HSA now. And not only will this kind of account help you cover medical costs, but it may also provide general tax savings as well. See, you should note, however, that once you turn 65 and enroll in Medicare, you'll no longer be able to fund an HSA, though. Oh, I didn't know that. So uh, this has been a really good show so far, a lot of great information. Um, But I I want to take this time just really quick to let our listeners know once again how they can get a hold of you, because I know you're offering a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. Oh, yes. I mean... I encourage all of you listeners that are, if you want to learn more uh, about this topic or any other topic, just visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Look at our radio page and you will see this episode um, to replay it or even uh, past episodes. Or just give us a call, 1-586-752-7008. We're more than help. Happy to just have a meeting with you, complimentary, and go over all your worries and your concerns. All right. And during today's show, we're talking about some of the more common fears that people nearing retirement have about their finances and how those can be addressed. And you've hit a couple of them already. And in the first segment, you talked about trepidation about uh, certain elements of retirement and how that's perfectly normal. I mean, retirement's a huge life change. And, And when you combine that with no more steady paychecks. It's a lot to deal with, but thankfully, most fears and questions can be adequately addressed, right? Oh, that's right, Tony. A solid and comprehensive financial strategy is often a powerful way to alleviate those very natural financial fears that many people have about retirement. Now, the next freaking area of anxiety from U.S. News and the World Report article uh, was that is the stock market gonna crash. Basically, financial fears of the market itself. Um, you know, getting into specifics about stock markets on our show is not something that uh, we do, and I'm not going to uh, go in that category, Tony, but what we do uh, wanna make sure that we're covering is that your risk tolerance is very important as a third step of 
folks with their fears and their, um, I would say, lack of planning. Um, and all I could say to the folks is this, is that you have to make sure. I mean, it's very, very paramount in, in what I do in making sure that you create what we call mailbox money. Okay. And what mailbox money does, it allows you to create this lifetime income, like a pension and even like social security, that's mailbox money, money that's coming every month so that you know that you can rely on this income. And so what folks have to do is take what their assets are, make sure they assign jobs to it. Like this is for income, this portion, and this is going to create my mailbox money. And if you can create enough mailbox money on as little of assets as possible, that allows you to do whatever you want with the rest of the assets to help cover for medical costs, to help cover for inflation or things of that nature. And that's the big key there to tackling the market as far as being worried about market crashes. Because if you set up the assets and assign what their job is, like let's say again, the mailbox money, and you have enough income coming in every month because you did that, then when you're investing with the other assets, and let's say the market takes a 10, 15% pullback, you're not as worried because that doesn't affect your income you've already established. And we all know, what do you live off of? Assets or income? Ah, there you go. Uh, It's how much income those assets can generate and for how long. Right. I mean, that's what you're telling me. And see, I think that's important, Albert. And I think that's why it's a good idea to get some help from a financial professional and craft that strategy. Get that second opinion. Uh, You lean on somebody uh, who has the experience and perspective. And I know that philosophy definitely applies to people who have money in the stock market. Uh, So what do you have for us next? Well, some other common worries or concerns that that does affect uh, uh, retirement for a few uh, folks is uh, basically children moving back. It's Uh, pretty, yes, it's pretty interesting. Children moving back home. Yeah, and it's getting more and more common, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Well, certainly most people love their children and have that instincts to always help them, uh, whatever the cost. But if your children move back home, the cold reality is it's going to cost you. Another adult in the home means expenses are going to go up, Tony. And if one of your children has to move home for whatever reason, one wise move may to have them agree to pay their own expenses by contributing to a household savings account, maybe, you know, or furthermore, if your child is moving back home because of student loan debt or any other type of debt, it's perfectly fair of you to ask them to come up with a firm plan for how and when that debt will be paid off. See, Finally, and perhaps most importantly, you and your child should sit down and agree to a date when your child will once again move out of your home and strike out on their own. So in short, you still need a written financial plan, but with your child. And that way you know how long are you going to be helping, and that way you can calculate what it's going to cost you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. And I think that's another great point right there. And a child moving back home right before you retire would be a a definite wrinkle that a lot of people aren't going to expect. But I think working with them for a plan to get them back on their feet and out of the house, that's a fair solution for everyone. Oh, for sure. It it really is. And that's what I'm saying. As long as there's a timeline, it, 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 now, obviously if they follow the timeline, it's really important, but that makes everything just a lot easier 
for everyone. There's no stress involved. There's no, okay, how long is my child going to live with us? See, um, when you start putting down on an actual financial plan and a timeline, it gives both parties something motivated, motivates them to, to reach a certain, you know, part of that goal. So that's all I'm saying there. And, sure. you know, when you look at this, the fear, the next step, let me start that. Now, now, Tony, the next fear uh, for most people is the fear of taking Social Security at the wrong time. Yeah. Now, you've probably heard of this before, getting the timing right. Uh, it can be tricky. And once you start uh, collecting Social Security, especially when you're 62 and or, or older, um, your check is going to be smaller if you don't wait until your full retirement age. So in other words, a lot of people know that if you wait every year, most people think that Social Security grows at about 8%. Um, it's actually only 6% from your 62 age when you first qualify for early Social Security to your full retirement age, which for most could be 66 to 67. Now, if you wait from that full retirement age to your 70 age, which is the maximum age you can wait for Social Security. In other words, it won't grow anymore after age 70. So there's no point in waiting past that. That now grows at 8% each year that you wait till age 70. So you'll want to take a look at maybe some other retirement assets and then anticipate how much money you're likely to need to maintain your preferred lifestyle before you make any decisions about Social Security. Good rule of thumb that, that I tell most folks, if you're not wanting to take Social Security immediately at 62, but you're kind of concerned if you should take it be after that, I would say take that first year of retirement and, and see how your income is adjusted with the assets you have. And it may just tell you your answer right there, like you really need this mailbox money to start right away, or you can wait. And that's where, again, a written financial plan will show you those numbers. Well, exactly. And you have uh, a report uh, that you can run. I mean, when to file for Social Security is another great conversation to have. And you have the Social Security maximization report that you can run uh, for your clients and for our listeners out there that shows them uh, the sweet spot when the best time to file might be based on their particular circumstances, what the spousal filing options are. Uh, and I think that report's great. Uh, really quick, before we move on uh, to our next uh, topic on the list here, uh, how can our listeners uh, set up that complimentary consultation to have that report run? Oh, yes, Tony, thank you for that. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about when you should be taking Social Security, you can, again, contact us on our website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. You can click on more information and contacting to set up a meeting with me on our uh, contact page. And uh, by doing that, you'll set up a time with me. We'll do a social security maximization uh, strategy for you at no cost, by the way. It is all complimentary. And what I do with my social security maximization um, strategy for you is not only just what makes sense in maximizing your income, but what makes sense and what you get to keep because taxes plays a big role once you're collecting social security. And that's something that most people aren't aware of. Um, and that's something that I think that by doing an actual social security maximization illustration, you'll see how taxes will determine what age you really should be taking social security. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I think that's great. Now uh, let's move on. I mean, we're, talking about some of the common economic fears that people grapple with before they retire. 
uh, or as they're retiring. And I think this has been a good one so far. What do you have next for us? Well, you know, since we spent our first two segments addressing uh, common pre-retirement fears, I thought maybe we'd switch things up a bit on this segment um, and focus on something that's uh, potentially a little bit more fun. Uh, another U.S. News and World Report article that recently came out, Can You Retire on $1 Million? Here's how far it will go. Uh, this article is very insightful. Uh, to me, $1 million has always been something of a magic number because it's concrete and understandable. Whether you're a titan of industry or a union carpenter, you know what a million bucks means to you. Now, well, yeah. Yeah, that million dollar number, <laughs> you know what, Albert, to some people? It's magical. <laughs> it seems there's something magical when you say a million dollars, right? Right. Um, you know... It's a little more complicated than that, though, obviously, Tony. Yeah. Uh, but I think having $1 million saved for retirement is still going to be plenty of money for most folks, especially when it's combined sure. with Social Security and other assets. Um, now, the article notes uh, that the financial company Smart Asset examined typical expenses for households across the country and determined a $1 million nest egg would actually last between 23 and 24 years. Now, you should also note that that figure factors a real return of interest on savings um, minus inflation. So in reality, that's not bad, 23 to 24 years, Tony. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess not. I mean, and, and that's an interesting statistic. I mean, if you retire at 67, having money saved for 23 years is probably gonna be enough. Uh, does the power of saving a million dollars change depending on where you live? I would imagine that's a huge factor, right? Oh, it does indeed. So this is where the fun part comes. A million dollars, <laughs> yes, it can last. But depending on where you're at, for example, if you retire in New York City, that million bucks is probably only going to last you just over 10 years. But if we retire in, let's say, uh, McAllen, Texas, a very, very uh, cheap uh, uh, community there, a million bucks will keep you going for probably a little more than 32 years. See, so if you intend to retire with a million dollars in the bank, you'll want to factor in the cost of housing and healthcare into your financial strategy, obviously. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, it sounds like you're giving us the choice between Broadway shows or horseback riding there. <laughs> well, well, you're right. They do have uh, airplanes in Texas, though, Tony. And so with the money you'd save living in the Lone Star State, you could take a couple of nice trips to New York every year to enjoy all the shows and sites you wanted. See, um, housing is one of the biggest factors in whether or not $1 million is enough money for your retirement. A resident of McAllen, Texas, like I said, spends on average just under $6,000 a year on housing. I mean, that's that's very cost effective. But conversely, a New York City resident will spend a just tad over $28,000 a year on housing. So broken down a bit further, that means the typical New York City resident is spending 38% of their yearly budget on housing alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> not, not good. The Big Apple certainly can take a big bite out of your wallet. <sighs> you know, I don't think that's even an expression any of New York's uh, tourism organizations are eager to see on a T-shirt, Tony. <laughs> right. uh, but it's true. And don't forget, 
if you have a mortgage or an outstanding home equity loan, housing can be even trickier than as part of your budget to figure out how are you going to take care of those obligations. And right. we don't want to scare anyone off from living in their desired location and retirement as well, Tony, but if it's New York City or a similar expensive place, you need to make the appropriate adjustments to your financial strategy then. Sure, and with your housing choices, you have the final say, unlike healthcare, which that's an area where you can only prepare so much for what's waiting for you down the road. Oh, that's that's so right. Uh, as the article note, um, a married couple can expect to spend in the neighborhood of about $285,000 on healthcare alone during their retirement. Oh. And if you end up needing significant long-term care, that price tag is going to climb even higher. Wow. So does the article or do you have any ways that might make saving a million dollars a little easier? Oh, yes, there, there are ways. I mean, while $1 million is certainly a sizable amount of money, there's some good news, especially if you're a younger worker. Give you an example. A 25-year-old worker would need to probably put away about $400 every month to reach that magical $1 million mark by the time they turn 65. And that's, of course, assuming a 7% annual return on their investments. Now, while that may seem like quite the hurdle, many workers are able to utilize a 401k from their employers that actually includes an automatic contributions. Now, why do we want something like that? Because some companies who provide these 401ks with these automatic contributions, you're not seeing that money being used for savings. In fact, you don't even know it's happening if you keep it out of your mind, so you don't think you have that money. And that way it makes saving even easier. And at the same time, like I said, many companies might have a 401k match, which then helps you get over that million dollar hurdle a lot easier. Well, and that's that's what we all want to see happen. So uh, I think that's really good advice and uh, it sounds like a manageable strategy. Is there something older workers can do, especially those close to retirement, to quickly catch up on their savings? Oh, that's a terrific question. Um, in a CNBC article, 62% of Americans say they're behind on saving for retirement. Well, here are four ways to catch up. They had some really good advice on this. First, put your money to work for you right away by saving as much as possible and meeting with a financial services professional, obviously to discuss the investments and what the strategies are. Second, automate your contributions like I was mentioning before, which means have a portion of your paycheck flow directly to your retirement account, whether it's a 401k, traditional IRA, or even a Roth IRA. If you never see that money, like I said before, you'll quickly learn to live with out it. The article really recommends eventually getting to a point where you're saving about 10% of your pre-tax income. Then third, take full advantage of your company's 401k match if they offer one. You'd be surprised how many times I've talked to folks and they're like, well, I just don't want to be in the market in my company's plan. And then they re realize that they're getting a match they've never received because they don't put any contributions in. That's free money on the table. You have to take that. Okay. Um, in fact, a lot of employers offer a dollar per dollar match of your contributions up to a certain cap, which usually is an average about 3%. Sure. Now the final and the fourth thing you could do is increase your income by either negotiating the raise with your current employer, finding a new job that will pay you uh, basically what you think you're worth or 
developing a secondary income stream, doing something you enjoy or are passionate about. I'm finding a lot more people are doing that last part here, Tony. They're yeah. really finding secondary things, whether it's helping in the community to other ways of selling things or creating products. Um, and they're bringing in a secondary income, which they actually carry that hobby over into retirement because it's something they enjoy doing. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great. Well, you know what? This has been a great show today, but we're out of time, Albert. Is there uh, anything else you want to add before we go today? We know we covered a lot in this episode. Um, all I would say, if you would like more details about this, I encourage you to visit my website, uh, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office, 586 752 7008 just to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concern it's our goal to always help you prepare for retirement why because you've worked so hard for it so make sure you have an actual written financial plan and the best way to do that folks again contact us we will provide you with a complimentary no cost no obligation plan just so you can see your numbers all right, that sounds great, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.